Okay, San Francisco, damn, I thank you for tuning in. Didi LaFrac, keep it real, won't you tell it like it is. Bohemian woman up in San Francisco, talking life plenty convo. Super honest, you already know, the dopest, coolest podcast, yo. Yeah, sharing her life, her stories, I hope you ready, sit back, relax. The sexiest woman is Bohemian Trophy Widow, Didi LaFrac, Hey. <laughs> Hey everybody, it's Dee Dee. This is San Francisco Dam. I am coming to you Monday, October 10th, 2022. So that's 10, 10, 10. It's supposed to be something mystical or magical or whatever. So I'm coming to you Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. It's Monday. Shall I call this Magic Monday? Moody Monday? I like Mondays. Also, today is, it used to be called Columbus Day here in America. I don't know if they're still calling it Columbus Day. Does it have a new name? I I don't know, y'all. Things have changed so fast. It used to be called Columbus Day. And it's also, I think, Mental Health Day. I want to get all of that out of the way. I was thinking about what today's show would be. I have my script about the time we went down to Hollywood, and I shared the stage with the, the great Roseanne. And it's something about that story that I'm not ready to record it right now. I guess I'm still processing and marinating how exactly I want to share what happened, because it was something pretty significant. And then I was thinking about doing a show where I'm talking about the black community, talking about the performer, the obesity enabler Lizzo, or the, how would I describe him? He's walking on the tightrope. Right now, Kanye West, performer, Kanye West, performer and designer, Kanye West, woo, Uh, and then uh, on the same show with Lizzo, the enabler, Kanye, the narcissist, I was going to talk about a young man named King Randall. His legal name is King, not like a lot of the phonies that call themselves King or Kang and all this silly stuff. He's running an academy for youth academy, a boys' academy, the formative years. I think it's between 11 and 17 in Atlanta, Georgia. I was going to talk about him. I guess I am, huh? Well, what the whole show was going to be about is Lizzo normalizing obesity and black people coming out in droves to support and enable and bubble wrap the right to uh, normalize a medical condition, which it's about health, not aesthetic. It's about health. It's not about, oh, we don't like what she looks like. Hey, we don't have to like what anybody looks like, okay? It's about health. I was going to talk about that, and that'll be another show, or my Black Lady platform, which I've done a video about that already. And then Kanye, what he, he's gone through like the past week has been amazing. Like I have said, I know a lot of likes. I'm, I'm uh, heavily censoring myself on these topics at this platform. I was never a fan. It just seemed like an ego, maniacal rapper, calling himself God, calling himself a genius. I mean, a Stevie Wonder, anybody? And I can only name two of his songs, Gold Digger and uh, Neon Lights, some flashing lights. Oh, am I getting them? The Weeknd, 
Blinding Lights. I love that song. <laughs> I love that song by The Weeknd. So Kanye had these two songs. I know I'm rambling and I'm basically making this a show. But no, no, no. I've got, the, I've got more. But there's more. In the past week, he brought up White Lives Matter. He was talking about obesity enabling. And he threatened to talk about Jewish people, so he got canceled. He threatened. What I read, and I know a lot about Jewish people. I've had long relationships with Jewish men. My father-in-law is Jewish. One of my close friends is Jewish. Been around Jewish people since the 80s. I didn't read him say anything that, in my opinion, would be considered anti-Semitic. He said he was going to go... He called it death con instead of death. He said he was going to go death con, and he didn't. Then they, they shut him down, which is what, you know. But if he had said, yeah, I'm going to go death con on black women, it would have been sound of crickets. would have been sound of crickets. Oh, I'm going to go death con on Asian people. It would have been sound of crickets. So, you know, it is what it is. Now, I was going to talk about all those black people and talk about the gender wars, talk about the divestment movement. But no, I'm not. <laughs> This show is really about San Francisco. San Francisco. San Francisco. Damn. Damn. We're going down memory lane. The golden years of San Francisco. I came to San Francisco in the 1980s. That's a long time ago. I escaped a place that I really love. I love Milwaukee. I didn't like the people, especially the black people, very nonconformist, narrow-minded. I was getting heckled because of the clothes I was wearing and because I'm an obvious nonconformist black woman, bohemian art chick. But they heckled me wearing plaid and polka dot. That stood out for me. I was doing print mixing, new wave print mixing. And my sister, one of my late sisters, and I, we're walking down the street, just minding our own business, and this lady rolled down her window. Y'all must think y'all white girls. Look at that. Mm, you're wearing, look like, mm. she's like cursing us. I hate what you look like. <laughs> I hate you. And it happened before. And after that, I'm walking down the street, like, what the hell are you wearing? Like, oh, you must think you're all of that. I was like, Wah. Beep, 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 time to go. When you're younger, it's so easy to move. I took either a train, I think I took a train out here, and my other two pals had the station wagon, and they brought our stuff. You know, when you're young, you could, like, relocate with a suitcase. Well, when you don't have any kids or pets, and I had neither. Oh, I did have a cat. I dumped my cat. I was a cold-hearted young girl. Girls in their 20s are cold-hearted, you guys. They break up with guys like nobody's business. They do a lot of cold things. So when I relocated out here to San Francisco, all doors open. I could do no wrong as an artist. People were tickled by me, and it's mainly because I'm cultured. Uh, My Bible is How to Win Friends and Influence People, Dale Carnegie. I read that book when I was a young girl, and I applied all of that when I relocated to San Francisco. I'd show up, may I perform here, may I perform there, may I do this, I'd be polite on time, reciprocal, bringing host gifts at events, showing up dressed appropriately for the occasion, for the most part. (laughs) I do like my hot colors, I love neon colors. I'm a bohemian art lady. 
I felt not much racism here in San Francisco at that point. Everything was about, it was a hive of artistic creativity. Art, art, art. Every, if everybody, everybody that I knew, all my overlapping six degrees of separation, all the circles, everybody was an artist or involved with an artist or involved in some aspect of art production. It was a city, like it was, it was like a, living here was like a dream. It was a dream. It was, you walk down the street, you run into a friend, or you walk down the street and you see a famous person taping up their poster in the hate. I met Diamanda Galas. Have you guys heard of her, Diamanda Galas? Very avant-garde artist, like just walking down the street. Uh, I'd see famous people in bars, like uh, the guy that was in The Matrix, black guy in The Matrix. Lawrence Fishburne in like in a, a Hobson's Creek. It was called Hobson's Creek. This bar in the upper, upper uh, Haight Ashbury. He's there. They were filming The Matrix. You go around San Francisco, Francis Ford Coppola at the Covered Wagon Saloon, being a mixed media artist, doing performance art, anti-fashion shows, doing one woman wild and crazy poetry shows, touring with the San Francisco mime troops, starting to make film with Scarlett Harlot, the lady who coined the term sex worker. I've done so much artistic stuff. Sometimes I would be told no. I would write a grant and I wouldn't get it. I've been, I was trying to do a movie about a topic and three years in a row, I, and this was fairly recently <laughs> in the past, past 10 years, and I, they would just turn me down, turn me down, turn me down. <laughs> I'm used to getting embarrassed. When you're an artist, when you're an artist, you have to have a thick, thick skin and not take everything so personally. And being a young girl with good manners and being cute, pretty and skinny, the men, oh my goodness, oh my God, the sexology. I'm going to end the show right here. I'm going to end the show because I do not have an E for erotic for the show. I have to tell you, I have just written a erotic story, an interracial. In fact, I wrote two erotic stories that are coming out. There's a, something called Lefrac Libraries that's coming with three books that I've written. And the um, book covers are getting designed now, and they'll be uploaded to Kindle this month in October. So look out for the Lefrac Libraries. And if you want to contact me for interviews or anything like that, my email is right down below. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate you. Remember, this is Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, and I did every day for 900 episodes. Look at the show list. Thank you for listening. I love you. I'm Dee Dee Dam. I trust my vibe. San Francisco Dam. That's today's episode of the San Francisco Dam Podcast with sexist womanist bohemian Didi LaFrac. Remember to join us tomorrow for another episode. This podcast is brought to you by our sponsors. Head over to SanFranciscoDam.com for more sponsorship information. Thank you for subscribing and listening.